What if this is it? What if this right here is all there is to life? Everything you've accomplished to this point and everything you haven't accomplished, however happy, sad, or mad you are, what if this is it? Would you do anything about it? See, I believe what most people fail to realize is the second you take your first breath is the second you sign the contract for your last. What's going on, everybody? This is Isaac Allenger, the host of What I Wish I Knew Sooner and the author of What I Wish I Knew Sooner, my newsletter, which you totally check out somewhere down below. Today is going to be a little bit more of a, a serious topic, but we're going to have some fun with it. Obviously, you could probably tell by the title or the intro that today is going to be about facing our death. Before we get too into the topic today, I actually have a favor to ask. If you're watching this on YouTube, please just go ahead and like and subscribe. If you're listening to this on whatever platform you're listening to, please go ahead and rate the podcast. I'd really like to know how well I'm doing or how bad I'm doing. That way I can continue to improve the content. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get straight to the point. I believe I could speak for most of us that until we experience death in our lives in the form of a relative or a friend, is the exact moment that we kind of learn to appreciate not only that person, but also just life for what it is. On a minuscule level, we start to care for our own lives a little bit more, especially related to whatever the death might have been from. And for that death specifically, we start to care for that person a lot more, even though they are already dead. Now, I know it's going to be super blunt, but why do you still care about someone who's already dead when you're too scared to live for yourself. And I'm only saying that because the death I've experienced in my life, I feel like those people would say that exact same thing to me. And I don't know your situation or who passed in your own life, but I feel like they might have said the same thing too. There's typically two different types of ways to cope with death. There's the person who does nothing at all and there's the person who does everything. The typical way people tend to cope with death is not doing anything at all. Now let me ask you this, if there's really no reason to do nothing at all, then there's really no reason to not do nothing at all. When it comes to the point of facing death, there's no longer any reason for embarrassment or shame. Once you kind of understand that, when you can really accept the fact that right before death, literally nothing matters at all, then you could kind of go through life feeling like nothing really matters at all. Meaning that we could go out there and do the things that we fear and the things that we're embarrassed to do. One thing I've been fortunate to realize is that in the next few generations, no one's going to remember us at all. Not that stupid troll you're worried about on the internet and not your friends, and a lot of times not your family. The crazy part about understanding death, especially your own death, is that it's the underlining value for everything that you do. Without death, if we were just completely immortal, we wouldn't really have any values because there wouldn't be any time constraint of who we want to become, right? So we wouldn't really do anything. Life would be kind of boring. So what we do instead is deny it. Now, this is something that really only our species can do. As humans, we are the only species that have the capability of imagining ourselves in a different reality or in hypothetical situations, either the past or in the future. We can imagine different realities or situations that might have been different. And because we're able to conceptualize alternate realities, we are also the only animal able to conceptualize our life without us in it. Now, there's actually a name for this, which the idea comes from the book, The Denial of Death. The second idea I like to point out from The Denial of Death is that we basically have two different selves. Our first self, which sits, eats, sleeps, and our second self, which is basically our identity or how we view ourselves. To some extent, we are all aware that our physical selves will eventually die. And to some unconscious level, it scares the shit out of us. And this is typically why people try to spend their whole entire lives ending up on some major billboard on some large TV screen or in the back of a book. We try to conceptualize ways that we can make our second self last forever after our physical self no longer exists. Now the effort to do so is called our immortality projects. This is why we spend our whole entire lives constantly trying to promote to the next level. All these things are in hope that we could one day be part of those authority figures we look up to ourselves. It's kind of crazy when you think about it that our whole entire lives is shaped by this desire to never die. Even though we completely understand that we're going to die, we, we still yet try every single day to live forever. Some people say they don't care, but at the end of the day, everyone wants their legacy to exist. Because at the end of the day, our immortality projects are the values we live by. The reason you teach your kid not to do something or to do something is so you could teach them that way after you die, they continue to do what you wanted them to do. Super completely fucked if you really think about it. 
the really cool and not cool thing about our immortality projects is that when they do successfully occur, that's when we see ourselves as successful. But when shit hits the fan and we realize they are not going to occur, that, that very moment is when the trauma sets in, when the shame creeps up and how mental illness occurs. When you realize you can't live up to what your parents wanted and when you can't create what you yourself wanted, just look at the kids today when their values aren't what their parents wanted them to be, but rather what everyone on the internet wanted them to be. In 99.9% .9 of the time, they can't live up to those values or those metrics which is what their immortality projects are based off. And when they can't accomplish that, that's why we see all these mental illnesses occurring at a supernatural rate. It's kind of funny because we're currently communicating through social media. And to truly not give a fuck about this is actually trying to achieve some supernatural spiritual level of accepting yourself. And if you can somehow reach that state, you're truly in a great position and you won't get caught up in all those various forms of entitlement. Now, with all that said, I want to ask you one more time. What if this is it? What if this is all you get everything going on right now it's it that's the best you're gonna get how does that hurt your immortality projects everything you wanted to become really think about it you're not gonna get on that book you're not gonna get that acting role you're not gonna be the next napoleon the next da vinci shakespeare it's not gonna happen how does that make you feel will you continue to deny the fact that you're gonna die or will you actually start to live live the way you were meant to live appreciate everything that you have right now and take the most out of it because nothing will make you feel more alive other than being inches away from your actual death, especially when everything else you wanted fails to occur. So go out there and do the things that you were ashamed of doing and go out there and do the things that you were embarrassed of doing because someone else wasn't going to like it. Now just think back for a second for what I believe is the best time of the human race back in ancient Greece, the Stoics. They constantly kept death in their mind because they knew that it was going to inspire them to do better. They learned to appreciate life at a much higher level than what we do now, even though they had much less. Even Mark Twain once said, the fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who lives fully is prepared to die at any time. Just as the Stoics of ancient Greece and Rome constantly kept death in their mind to appreciate life more and remain humble in the face of adversities. I know, I know, that was kind of deep. The one thing I want to keep stressing on everyone is how important confronting the reality of our own death is. It's super important because I've seen it in my own life. Confronting your own mortality obliterates the crappy and supernatural values of life. With that said, I have another question. Given that you now understand your values and your morals and what you want to leave behind, What's your legacy? How will the world be better or different once you're gone? What difference have you made and did you even leave any influence on the people behind you? They say that a butterfly flaps its wings in Africa and causes a tornado in Florida. Well, what hurricane will you leave in your wake? Now this is probably the most important question you could ever ask yourself. Yet we avoid trying to answer it because one, we're afraid of it and two, we have no idea what we're doing. Yet death is the only thing we could ever be truly certain of. Now, people either choose to accept or deny this, but that's not the problem. Because the problem really lies in pampering the modern minds of our population. They constantly feel like they're deserving of something because that's all they've ever been told. We're creating a culture of entitled brats that feel like they could get anything they want without actually earning it. Everyone wants to declare themselves as experts, entrepreneurs, investors, coaches, and mavericks without actually having that experience or earning the right to do that. They feel like they're greater than everyone else because one, they've been told that their whole lives, and two, because they feel like they need to be. They feel they need to be great to have the acceptance of the world and an extraordinary amount of people. Our culture today confuses great attention with great success, assuming that they're the same thing, but they're not. You need to understand that you're going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to die because you're fortunate enough to live. We're all going to die, all of us. That alone should make us love each other, but it doesn't. We're all terrorized and flattered by life's trivialities. We are eaten up by nothing. The acceptance of your own death, the understanding of your own fragility, that alone is what's going to help you confront your entitlement and understand that your problems are your problems and you're responsible for those problems. And the more darkness you peer into, the more evil that you learn, the brighter and happier life really gets. The quieter the world becomes, the less noise you hear coming in, 
and the less unconscious resistance you feel for, well, anything. Well, that's all for now. I won't bore you any longer. If you stay till the end of the video, I appreciate the time that you've given me. The time that you've given me to express how I feel about a certain topic. I appreciate you giving me a chance to teach you what I have learned. And hopefully, and hopefully in one way or and hopefully one way or another you can use that to help someone else. So once again, I ask if you go ahead and like, subscribe, share if you haven't. Go ahead and take this topic, talk to a friend or family member or even a coworker, and let me know what they had to say. So without further ado, I appreciate everyone's attention. Thank you, and I'll see you next week.